Now I know that you really are exploding. You you are having like a full short circuit in your mind and totally. your heart because you don't totally. Listener, Jeff just had a stroke. I'm I off think the he rocker. had a stroke because <laughs> listener, he just tried to pour Pliny the Elder in a he glass with. Tried he, he did. did. What do you mean? You don't have a, I, thing. a thing to say. A pithy. Hey everybody, voice. welcome to Bros Bibles and Beer. This is episode one sixty one. This is Jeff. Zach, how's it going? <laughs> By the way, don't let me cough on you. I have COVID-21. Andy, how are you? COVID-21, that's two more than the 19. Well, it's upgraded. And Scott, he's coming. TBD. Promise. All right. Andy, that was good math right on the fly. 19 uh, plus 2 equals 21. You did 21 minus 2. That was pretty good. Yeah, what? Excellent, Andy. Yeah, for being raised in the American school system, somehow, <laughs> totally, <laughs> I pulled it off. Redeemed yourself. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. What are you holding in your hands right now to drink? If we're going to start this off, right? I got some gin, gin and juice, gin and Lacroix ice with a little splash of lime. Wow, getting the party started early. I like that. Now, is that lime Lacroix, or did you actually s- splash additional lime? I splashed additional lime. It's oh. making my voice so deep. Come on, everybody. The weather's 57. I don't want to tell you what I'm talking about right now, but it's a good thing I'm sitting down. Jeff. <laughs> additional lime. I saw them at Coachella years ago. They weren't that good. <laughs> additional lime. <laughs> uh, they made me wince. They'd be better if they called themselves extra. Zach, what are you drinking? Mm, I'm uh, a <laughs> man. It's Starting almost light. embarrassing, but... Uh, you know, when in Rome, and the Romans happen to be drinking Kirkland Signature Citra Hop Session IPA, um, that's what you drink. And so I, I started with that one, but on deck, there's a Pliny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Some people say Pliny. I think it might be technically Pliny the Elder. Is it? I don't think it is. Those people are wrong. To my American eyes, it looks like Pliny. And so that's what All we right. go with. Uh, I have the, can I pronounce this correctly? The Browerif West Bounce. It's a West Coast IPA. Can you spell that? Browerif. Uh, oh, no, there's a J at the end. It's Browridge. Browridge. And I believe that emblem Browridge. is uh, from the Black Cat Firecrackers. It kind of looks like it. Well, it's that. Uh, it's like that Ed Hardy um, uh, tattoo art. It looks like one of those. Yeah, this is like a silver can with this big old sticker on it. Brower Ridge West. Hmm. And this is the Bounce, the West Coast IPA. And I really like this beer. Really? This beer is tasty. And it's hard to find. It's unique. And Maybe this will be the uh, cover art for tonight's episode, depending on, on what we talk about. So let's try to work uh, cats and tattoo art into tonight's <laughs> episode, huh, guys? No. That seems like the right thing to do. We already did. It's already there. It happened. What? Whoa. Guys. So, I mean, we already mentioned those things. I Wait. think I just... What's happening? Uh, back. <laughs> I, I, I think Sorry, I blacked I, out I, for I, a second I, there. I coughed and had to collect all my droplets flying all over the place. Having tried all of uh, that beer at a previous engagement, Andy, it mm. is delicious. I second that emotion. I don't even remember. It's a West Coast IPA. I like West Coast IPAs. But it's... Uh, yeah, it's good. It's mm. tasty. It's worth your mouth. Um, what else is going on, dudes? I like that. It's, it's worth, your, worth mouth. your mouth. That's, you could use that when you open your brewery for your new 
Uh, Insert name of Zach's brewery here. It's worth your mouth. It's worth your mouth. Well, uh, I did find out today that, you know, at my work, we're now going to be allowed to go from six feet to three feet closer to the students. So that's really disappointing because I'm just trying to stay away. (laughs) It's like a cesspool because I've been back for a couple weeks, just so everybody knows, back for a couple weeks. So this is like the fall. You go back to school and everybody gets sick. Like that's the normal thing. Awesome. And now everybody's back and, and just kids, well... Well, they're sneezing. I mean, I'm they're in their little sniffles, and and I I have it too. It's like everybody's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> like trying to hold it, hide in. it. Like the Gestapo is gonna come and get us. It's not me. I, but, I, I just had something in my throat. I, yeah. I swallowed spit. I'm right. not sick. I'm not sick. <laughs> right now, it's now it's just uh, hey, you can get a little bit closer, a little bit closer. So the funny thing is, they're like. You can be with you can be next to your students, but not more than fifteen minutes. I'm like another ridiculous. Everyone knows thing. that's how long it takes. Speaking of getting a little bit closer, yeah. Scotty just got a little As bit closer. Promised. Hey guys, uh, what's Welcome. up, buddy? Oh man, better late than never. You know, life. You know. <laughs> Live it. Shopping, Whoa, man. shopping is tough. I tell you. Sounds like something from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What? Just trying to Life. buy soccer cleats and just my so- seventh pair. What? Why? Because my yeah, starting feet are all weird. Do they, they have? You haven't found ones like with anti gout shield or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, they should make those. You got fat feet? Yeah. Then get the wide, extra wide. They don't. They don't have soccer wides. Uh, I'm pretty sure. What is it, Dia? Dia and that Dora? has been your 30 yeah. seconds yeah. of soccer. <laughs> Thank right. you. Thank God, Andy's here. <laughs> Hey, by the way, Scott, you can move. Adora. You can move a little closer to me. You can be like, you can. You don't have to be that far away. I'm joking with you. Okay, good, because I don't want to <laughs> be around the kids for 15 minutes. My, I might catch something. <laughs> so Take Jeff care. came bearing gifts. He has a couple of Pliny the Elders, which we'll uh, uh, Pliny the Elder. We'll make our way into. They're sitting there, though. I almost wonder if we should keep them cold. Yeah, I don't know why Zach needs to like. Oh, that was have good. a display. I. I foresee us getting to them sooner rather than later. And right. so I was trying to uh, search for vent, uh, getting up and That's going fair. to get them. That's fair. So, yeah, you're on a timeline. Zach has to hit the eject button at a certain point. Oh, so yeah. we're not going to talk about it. But you it's know what a they thing. say in the industry? It's a hard out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a very hard out. Mm. But anyways, I have a question for you guys. Which industry is yep. that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You guys? Raise your hand if you want to talk. All right. Sure. Hey, listen, just because you're back in school doesn't mean we are. <laughs> Buster. Keep like, your- he gave me the talking pillow. <laughs> All right. Pillow. If you guys have a specific example, I'm putting you on the spot. This is not pre-discussed. Well, this sounds exciting. Is there a recent moment? I'll just call it a God moment. I know that you understand that. Where something happened. to drool, Zach. Something happened where you felt like, like you needed it, you and you got it, and it, you felt like it was definitely God, like either speaking to you or like a feeling, maybe not direct speaking, or if it's direct speaking, that'd be great. But any God moments recently, or if you remember the last the last time you sort of had an experience that you were like, that is really encouraging, and it was terrific. Thank you, God. (laughs) 
whatever that means to you guys. Anything come up? Well, I shared this a couple episodes ago. That, in, in your what are you consuming? Uh, I, think I think it was, it was that, but yeah, just that the that kind of mantra that was just going through my head of it felt like God had just impressed upon me that that phrase of remember who you are and remember whose you are. Affirming. Yeah. That was the most recent uh, time. And I don't know if I could point to another one that felt that like intense in recent memory. But it was intense and you, you definitely recognize it like, oh, I thank you. Like that was an encouraging, like it built you up in a way. Yeah. And I should use intense relatively. Maybe for others, it would have been like uh, barely there, but for me, that was that was what equals intense. Yeah, if you're if you're Chris Valentin, it's probably like an eye roll. Like oh. God's kind of talking to me again. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time. Oh man, I laughed like I knew who that was. Yeah, he's a false <laughs> he's a false prophet. Don't worry. Oh, okay, he's one of the false prophets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the Trump false prophets. <laughs> uh, no, but I hear coming up April twenty third. <laughs> there's gonna be an election. Oh, the real election. One? Yeah, got a big erection coming up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I got one. Um, just starting a Bible study with some, uh, you know, early twenties young adults, um, and then just encouraging that they keep coming back. So this was a god like this was the god thing. Yeah, because I was before that, just kind of like floating. Yeah, I mean, I had a purpose, like doing doing worship and helping with the Sunday services and whatnot. But then starting this study and they seem pretty enthusiastic about it. So, so starting the study, you were thinking, man, it's probably nothing's going to happen. Um, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, just, I'm always thinking, okay, is this me? Like, is, is this just like me wanting to start a study? Something I should do. But I think it was, I think it was the right thing. What is the, what is the, how did you describe it? You set up this question, like an intense God experience or just any, anything that's struck you as like, Hey, an encouraging moment, whether you were looking for it or not, you would describe it as like, I felt like God gave that to me. I do. Last week after our podcast, I went home and I talked, I was in a great conversation with my wife about um, the whatever biblical topic we were on and we were kind of going back and forth on our thoughts and our, and I'm like, this doesn't happen that often. Like we don't have a lot of conversations about the Bible um, and where we you know, it might like, oh yeah, the service, they talked about this, you know, but we never really talk about it. And we got into this great conversation. I'm like, this is life giving. Like I, I, and it was for my wife too. I know, um, just because of the energy that was there. And so that was a, it was great. Like, I'm like, why don't I do this every, why don't we do this every night? Like, this is fantastic. Was, was that the Calvinists, we're talking about uh, Calvinism. Yes, yes, and Arminianism, and the Calvinism, and and Presbyterian, and I'm like, we were having this great conversation. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. I love having this conversation with Tanya, and 
I just don't uh, do this enough. Maybe I need to share more. Maybe that's the thing. Anyway, it was a really uh, sweet moment. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Well, I'm, I'm glad. Never you, thought you'd ask. Glad you asked, Andy. <laughs> I was like, I got next question. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so this week's been crazy, right? <laughs> Man, life is just busy. Stuff going on. Man, I so we recently March seventeenth, which is for most people St. Patrick's Day, as it is for me. I actually put a couple drops of uh, green food coloring in my beer, oh. um, just to show the kids that. St. Patrick came and pissed in the Mike Hegrader, but <laughs> I also put some green in the back of the toilet so that when they flush it, it would turn green, but they all missed it. They must like flush and run. Nobody looks at after they flush. I always look. <laughs> Did you find out you're really Catholic? Why? What does that mean? Well, no, St. Patrick. Oh, yeah. well, I am Catholic in the universal sense. Okay. We all are. Am I right? Those who believe in Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think that's technically still true. Well, I think Mary's the best. <laughs> oh, I got a couple of verses. If we want okay. To go over that. <laughs> but uh, St. Patrick's Day is also, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you may know, and it comes up from time to time. Um, my wife and I had a son that was his birthday. And you can tell by the tense I'm using, he passed away um, when he's just a few months old. Uh through compl- complications, we won't go over it now. But if you dig through the history, uh, there's a two-parter death. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's yours. Death and resurrection and marriage, or something. That's that's Jeff's two-parter. Incredible story about Jeff and Tanya's. Okay, okay. Uh, incredible marriage um, roller coaster. It's worth listening to as well. But uh, I think mine was uh, deconstruction. Seeds of deconstruction. Yeah. Mm. One of the earlier episodes where my wife and I talk about uh, faith and our journey through all this, but had a son who passed. He would have been 15 this uh, past March 17th, mm. uh, which is just nuts uh, to me. Uh, but so it's already kind of a heavy time and I got permission from my wife to share this. And uh, so she's, she was meeting with a friend and they were kind of talking and meditating and, and, and praying and stuff. And, um, my wife felt like she got it. Well, my wife got a vision during her, one of her meditations. Um, and she said, I'm kind of paraphrasing uh, a text interaction. So forgive me. I don't have this memorized, but, uh, that she felt like, God told her there'd be really cool dreams that bring joy and peace and a vision about heaven with Shane, that, that it was Shane's my son, that it was a big party and I could see huge smiles and laughter and joy. And so this is, this happened before, I'm not sure the exact date, but this is before the birthday. And we have a dear friend that texted her on Shane's birthday uh, and said, happy birthday to Shane. Here's a true story. I can't believe he's 15. I had a dream recently that you and I were with Shane. As dreams go, I don't know where or how it occurred, but he was a teenager. We were just sitting at a table together 
just listening to him and he was cracking us up. I don't know what he said, but both of us were red faced, tears streaming and laughing. And he was talking to us more. I looked at you as if to say, he's hilarious. And you nodded like a proud mama as if you'd known that for a long time. I always remember him on his birthday, but this year I had a dream and I hope it brings you joy. Now, so she, we get that and it's just like that day. So let me back up a little bit. When it comes to Shane's birthday or the day he passed or any like major thing that reminds us of him leading, often it's leading up to the day that's super heavy. And then the day the weight kind of gets lifted so, but every time it's different. Sometimes we're a wreck on the day. Sometimes we're fine. Um, and sometimes it's one or the other of us and the other person picks up the slack. But on this one, it's like I I just kind of like went through my regular work day, just kind of numb to it, not really thinking about it too much. And then we get home and open a card for my mom and dad that they had sent and just like meaningful, cried a little bit. And then we get this thing. And it's just like, just blown away at the encouragement, but also waterworks, weeping. And like, it's just so spot on to what my wife had sort of meditated on previously. And then the friend comes in with that. And man, it's, for my wife, it's total encouragement. To me, it's total encouragement. And I I just keep thinking about that, like... uh, it's like there's this battle with my head and my heart because I'm such a skeptic with so many things. I want to explain everything <laughs> and I can't explain that. Like I can't explain that. I don't know what to think. My head keeps wanting to like explain it away somehow. And, but it's also been a real struggle. I want to fight against that and just recognize it for what I know it is. It's definitely encouraging. We're definitely loved by our friends. Um, and it was definitely a moment of just deep meaning for my wife and I, mm. but, but there's also still this like weird, stupid battle I have where there's always a little bit, yeah, well, maybe it's like, I want to discount it, mm. but I also don't want to discount it and I'm not discounting it, but I don't know. I just thought I'd share that cause it was, it was meaningful. It brought up, I, it brings up a lot of a lot of questions about like reality. Like, does it matter what's actually true behind that? Like, does it does it matter whether or not God did that deliberately for us, or is the more important thing that it happened and we can just rest in the encouragement of being loved in the here and now? having trouble <laughs> it's okay uh, it's kind of it's, it's an emo- i mean it's an emotional um it's an emotional story um but it feels it feels at peace it feels true i, I yeah. love that vision um because it's not coming from just you know blah it's coming from someone's heart like and someone's seeing you know god sent, gives us so many pictures and thoughts in and as Scott was saying earlier, like I don't know, is this like something that I want or is it something God wants? Is it something I want to believe? 
but there's like there's some there's so much truth in people's visions that are believers because we're so interconnected with with God and there's a there's a very real I mean just as you're talking about it I'm so, I'm seeing It's like I'm seeing those smiles, you know, and the laughter and, you know, your son being, you know, a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's tough to put into words. It's a beautiful thing, though. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the act of trying to explain it is just, like I almost can't help myself mm. in trying to explain it, but I I recognize it's this could be one. Just just let that go, Zach. <laughs> you you yeah. you can give your head a break in this one. <laughs> yeah. Have your head take the day off and just yeah. just tap into the heart. Um, and the, it it reminds me of like little things along the way. Like our we have two daughters that would be. Shane's younger sisters or, uh, and there's been times as they're growing up where they're young and they don't, they know they had an older brother, but they're too young to know, like not now, but years ago, they're too young to know about, to understand death and, you know, potential afterlife, how things work, who knows. But there's moments where like one, they'd be like crying out of the blue, like, and what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, we miss our brother. Yeah. And it's like vis it's like viscerally real for them in a right. way that's like, what connections, you know, out, the whole like out of the mouths of babes, like what connections mm. do we lose? Like what parts of the Christmas bell, if you can remember that movie, where the adults don't hear the Christmas bell anymore, right. but the kids are tapped into something I don't know, closer to where the veil between heaven and earth is thin. I don't know. There's been some moments like that too over the past in the past mm-hmm. where it's just, it's like things you don't know what to make of, but they're encouraging and you just kind of accept them. Um, and so that's, I mean, I'm, it is encouraging. Um, and I've had a couple moments like that over, over the years that, where aren't direct like God saying, I am with you, my son. But the feeling is that like, okay, there's, there's something here Mm -hmm. and I need to enjoy this and not forget about it because I always want to forget about these things and just try Mm -hmm. to explain everything away. Yeah. But your wife, which is a weakness (laughs) of mine, I think your wife having this, is it a prayer that she had? She, prayed or she was kind of meditating and just listening and and okay kind of had a vision yeah okay and the fact that i mean there's a connection and it was before right it was before our friend that doesn't live with here anymore but they're kind of far away and they they check in from time to time usually on and definitely on important dates they and it was just so specific that oh my gosh it's it it's just so powerful. And it's one thing to reach out and say, Hey, I know this is a tough day for you. You know, I'm just, 
my prayers are with you. This was very different than that. I'm like seeing uh, this and sharing that. I mean, one, you're taking uh, a leap of faith, um, especially uh, considering circumstances and that person had to have had some, maybe a moment of pause, like, do I share this or not? I, yeah, I have to. Yeah. I'd feel weird about sharing. Yes. And, but the fact that they went out in faith and like, I've got to, sh- I have to share this. And then, you know, Zach's wife, Lisa, having this yeah. thought, this vision, this inner head, and then all of this, kind of connecting i mean i this stuff that stuff happens all the time i think sometimes people just don't maybe they're just not present enough to know that it's happening or they just didn't share something or they felt embarrassed yeah i mean or you or you try and just explain it away yeah, well, there is some comfort in knowing that, like, you won't be able to solve this one. <laughs> like, you can't. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to have the information that you need to come to an actual conclusion. And so, you know, r- take it for what it's worth. It, if, God, what, <laughs> this is maybe way off, but whether or not it came from God, God can, the the effect on of it, of it on you can be from God. Yeah. That I know I that's like a that. little bit of a twisted logic there, but, um, but, but even if it was a coincidence, the ben- the wonderful sweet benefit that, that you and Lisa have received from that, that can be from God. Um, or it's not, but, but yeah, I think yeah. you're encouraging yourself to not get lost in your own head about it. I, I am. I, I thought it was a really uh, a very man the uh, the adjective I'm, I'm using is a very cool story and it is but even that ad- adjective is uh-huh. stupid it was like a little it was almost it was a little transcendent moment it was yeah. almost like mystical um and uh yeah Andy you're you you were saying a, almost like a version or a tweak on the the Maxim is is that the right term? Like if it's true, it's God's. So mm-hmm. like even if you don't recognize it as something as being like what you would think of from God, sure. but if you think it's true, or if it appears to be true, like that's that's God's. How God works is gonna defy any labels we can try to put on God. It's I can't remember what famous philosopher said. As soon as you, if you're talking, if you're talking about God, you're not talking about God because like it, whatever you do is just going to fall short. Meister Eckhart. Mm. Really? Yeah. Nice. The Can moment we- you try to describe God, you're falling short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll just edit it. So it sounds like I quoted him. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you happen to tap into one really random fact that I knew. That's good. That was a God thing, Andy. but it's in. But it. I mean that something <laughs> like that is in line with with God's character and who He is. So it doesn't yes. go against the character of God. And uh, 
It sounds like you're, it sounds like you're receiving it and, and like you guys are taking it in for, uh, for, for what it's worth. And it's, it's having a sweet effect on you. Yeah. And, and it's challenging me too. It, it's, I think it's a good thing. How it so? Challenge me in, um, as sort of the resident skeptic on this podcast. Um, do you ever ask? I mean, when this and, happened, and the resident progressive Christian, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> Do you ever ask, like, <laughs> Wait, like how's in it, this moment, it, God how's it is challenging this, him though? God, is this you? And that's a part of the challenge. Like, do you are you actually engaging in this? Did you have a moment where, like, that's a really good question, Jeff? And uh, no, I've I've kind of avoided intentional quiet, like maybe taking some quiet time and this is so fun and exciting talking to God. Like I've, I don't know. I no, I haven't done what you just said. This is like when, when I was younger and the phone ring on the wall and be like, don't answer that phone. (laughs) (laughs) It's the phone in your head. Is this, this phone to use this phone metaphor? Do you see this phone on the wall that's ringing for me and it's like blinking? It's God. It's God. And then I, like, I'm, I'm just sitting there like, no, I'm not going to answer that. It's definitely not God. <laughs> I'm sitting here like a bump on a log, but I am exploding in my brain like and in Thank my heart. Thank you for saying brain. Yeah. I, you know, I altered my true words. Uh, <laughs> like my excitement for because this happens. And I, I kind of like the idea that you're like, I'm not answering the phone, not, you know, we'll get to that. You know, it's going to ring again. I think there's definitely a part of me that's like, it's time to answer the phone or even if it's not ringing, maybe pick it up and dial some numbers, like do something with this phone, whatever this phone does, do something like start some sort of practice, um, because I've definitely taken time off. I've given myself mm. time off from that mm. because um, it sounds dramatic, but and I'm I'm like several years out or a few years out from deconstruction period that I would describe as unsettling and painful and not sure what was up and what was down spiritually. I'm I'm more settled than that now, but also just giving myself permission to remain open. Uh, to things, but also not try to force things in. Mm-hmm. Scott, can you confirm that he's been out for a couple of years or mm. is he still in that deconstruction phase? At least a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, you know, and going back to kind of Pliny the Elder has kind been of what uh, Andy was saying that, you know, maybe, maybe you can't be sure a hundred percent, but um, I, I kind of, kind of like that you're taking it you know, let's just say one step at a time, um, a little slow, um, maybe just going full bore. Like, yes, this is God. Maybe that might, I don't know. They might cheapen it too soon. Maybe I'm just saying maybe Hmm. for for you. I'm just, um, so it's not necessarily something that you have to just go. I'm back. The hottest flames burn out fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and just, just rest in it. Um, I think it's, yeah. And I'm a slow burn. <laughs> you can ask anyone, literally. Well, the, <laughs> I, I think there's a trend of a lot of people wearing deconstruction as a, as a badge of honor. 
Um, and maybe one of the parts of the equation that gets missed is uh, that there should be reconstruction after that. And that you're just not, yeah. you're not intended to, to remain in a state, in a deconstructed state. And so maybe this is yet one more part of your reconstruction. I'm saying that because I don't think that you're, I don't think you've remained fully deconstructed. Right. Yeah. And I, I would just kind of, I think looking back, I would just describe it differently. Like, um, I would choose different metaphors. I, you can just tear down, tear down, tear down, but you're always replacing whether or not you know it or not. You're, you're replacing beliefs with ones you're discarding. Um, and so there's a way to do it where if you can somehow create an open posture of like, okay, this deconstruction started because I discovered I don't know all the answers and that was painful. Now let's just embrace that. Like you said, with this thing, don't, you don't need to explain this. You're not going to explain it. And that should be a, that's, that's freeing. Like there's something to life when you realize that life is full of questions. And when you're, when you embrace that, it can be super liberating. I've had, I've had moments on the other side of the painful deconstruction where it's been Mm. very comfortable to just be like, Oh, that's interesting. Let's go see what this guy thinks about life or spirituality or God and like just embrace what they're saying without having to say that's definitely true or, you know, Mm. jumping on Paul's bandwagon, test everything, embrace what's good. Sorry, Jeff is committing a sin right now. Oh my God, <laughs> he Jeff. He just Pliny. Uh, no, this is worth... <laughs> take it out of his hand. Take this, it from his hand. Is, <laughs> take it Dude, you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Good Lord, man. This this is, I've gone wild. This is blasphemy <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. Now I know that you really are exploding. You're, you are having like a full short circuit in your mind and totally. your heart. because you don't, Totally. Listener, Jeff just had a stroke. I think he rocker. had a stroke because, <laughs> listener, he just tried to pour Pliny the Elder in a he glass with... Tried. I, he tried. He did. He successfully poured it. it no, literally, take it from his hands because he's like, I got sick of, I got sick of eating the ice, ice and I needed the Pliny. We need these glasses over here. So his gin and juice residue, he pours Pliny the Elder, which in, is a good beer. There's a very good beer. Cubes of ice in there. What do you... I, think, I get a, I'm yeah. a fast burner. I think if I think if Andy would have bought the planet, he'd he'd be punching you in the <laughs> face right now. Yeah, I would have. That's disrespect. But hey, even though you bought it, it's still disrespectful. You, I know you just you know it's even worse. You disre- <laughs> you disrespected yourself, and that's twice as bad. I'll take that glass, and I'll take Jeff's glass too. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Um. Well, thank, dude, thank you for sharing that. Um, and I, th- you're what? welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy the planning. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And also, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Jeff, I bring the uh, spiritual Pliny. Jeff brings the literal Pliny that he defames in the name of. Let's smell that from here. It's so good. He's chewing beer cubes now. <laughs> but I'll say real quick that the challenge, the instant challenge was like, oh, I don't know where to place this. Because I do, I've come to embrace wrestling over what is God's nature. If there's a God, what is God doing or not doing in the world? And we touch on it when we talk about Calvinism and Arminianism and open theism and all that stuff. But 
you know, currently I'm not in a like God intervenes supernaturally here and there, or God could, but most of the time he doesn't. And then sometimes he does. That just makes it super frustrating when you lose a child and God could have saved the child. Uh, and so that's really like, I say tainting, but it's, it's, it's that's just kind of coloring my background, my spiritual background of, and why I, I'm chewing on what is God doing? And so when something like this happens, it's super, super encouraging. And yeah. instantly it's like, okay, if, if God will do this and what does that mean? And then I can spin yeah. out into overthinking it, which I, I recognize and I'm releasing yeah. uh, for now. And definitely it was a, I think the visceral reaction of mm. just joy and encouragement and grief all at the same time with mm. my wife, when we read that was super powerful. And it's those little moments that uh, have bonded us together and made, fortunately made over the years, made our marriage stronger in a way that, you know, some marriages don't survive these types of uh, life events. And I'm very grateful for that and for, for Lisa. And, and uh, so thanks for sharing that with me. Amen. Well, you're welcome, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think that that is uh, one thing that we realized a few years after having kids that no one had ever shared with us was uh, uh, th- this happens n- not your specific, but like miscarriages and things like that. Like this, yeah. this happens so much. And this was a, this is a part of like life and parenting and friendships that we, we were shocked by. Cheers. And, and, at, and at one point we're realizing more of our friends than not have lost babies. Yeah. And, and there was no, there was no prep for that. There was no guidebook for that. There was no like, and here's how you, here's how you deal with that. Here's how you manage it. Or this is what to expect. And that was, that was shocking to us. Um, you know, it was an, it was an eye opening moment. And, I appreciate how you and Lisa are, um, you guys are really open and honest with this. Um, and I'm sure that like, it's different, but it doesn't mean that even after 15 years, the pain, pain doesn't go away. It's different than it was. It re- evolves. It, yeah. It just changes. Right. Can I use that word, Scott, as a young earth creationist? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, I mean, we, we believe in evolution. Just my, you know, Micro. Micro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do appreciate that. And I've heard you say multiple times that uh, that you, you like talking about Shane. Yeah. And I think that's really healthy. And I think um, oh, I, I've learned a lot of times that, that uh, it for years it felt like walking on eggshells and that, that the thing that you do is you don't mention it to someone. Because if you mention it to them, you're going to be causing pain. And the lie is... And they're already, they already have pain. Yeah. Like it's the reverse that that's oftentimes, not always, it depends on the person. Like there are some people that I'm sure you're like, uh, I don't need to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. But the people that you're friends with that you love and that, you know, love you, that, that acknowledgement, even simple acknowledgement is, can be helpful. Yeah. It's true. I think if you don't know the person well, it 
might be better to default towards not bringing things up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, or just finding a way to just honestly and frankly, Hey, I just wanted to ask you, you could be honest about it, but cause there's probably some people where the pain is too raw or yeah, I don't know. Or if you're not, if you're not, if somebody's not grieving well, which I've gone through bouts of this too, but mm. I don't know. Some, some people can wear it on their sleeve in a way that's like, they need to do that at the time, but, and bringing it up can allow them to, I don't know what I'm even trying to say right now, but, um, err on the side of not saying, well, God will give you a different kid uh, <laughs> oh, no. or, or whatever version of like, I want to say something no. to this person. Don't try to fix it. I know I've said this before, but yeah, just okay. don't just be there and love them. Say, Hey, thinking about you. It's all you need to do. Yeah. The acknowledgement, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah. So, Jeff, you're looking up to the ceiling. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm like I have things to share, but they're you know they're all about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you think we started this podcast is to <laughs> to out narcissists each other? <laughs> it had to do with your with vision. Just a few days ago, my wife had. She was telling me about a dream. My wife was telling me about a dream and she's had this dream. The dream changed in such a good way. And she's always like, God is speaking to me through my dreams. I just, I just can't figure out what it is. And for a long time, it was awful. Like a gigantic tidal wave always coming after and it's changed so much. And as she's telling me about this a few nights ago, I remembered the the night before. I'm like, dang, I never remember my dreams. And I had, a, as my wife's telling me this, I'm like, I had a dream last night that I actually remember. And the person, as she's telling me this, the person who I had the dream about that I was thinking about at that moment sends me a message. And I mean, another believer, I'm a good friend. I'm like, what the heck is going on? What did I tell you? i i when i told this person like i had a dream about you and they're like uh i'm scared (laughs) then it's a guy and he's like uh okay go on but it was just i don't like that's why i said that's why i said we're so as believers we're so connected yeah there's so much that we don't even see but if we stop for just a moment, we're like, oh my gosh, like, God, are you, I don't even have to ask that question. You are speaking to me, like whether it's friendships in life or just something we see, it's like, there's something there. And, you know, we sometimes we can't make sense of it. And yeah, I couldn't even make sense of, you know, this moment. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about this person. And that person is reaching out to me. And that happens all the time to me. And it's an, like, uh, it's a, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to hear of your story, Zach, and, and, and having to have Mm. Lisa saw and how her, your friend saw. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's an amazing, amazing 
spiritual world that we're in that we don't even know the magnitude or just how connected we are when we're really in it and present. I, I just, I would encourage you to just, are you prophesying pick, over me right Pick now? up that phone and just dial some <laughs> numbers. The phone blinking. It's God. Um, I had a, I was telling a, a good mutual friend that you guys all know. His name rhymes with Shat. Shat <laughs> 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 um, knows who he is. Shat. Oh. Hi, Shat. <laughs> no, it was Matt. Um, uh, I was talking to him, telling him, tell him the story, and he that, asked. That's he asked, very interesting because that's the person that I had the dream about. Oh, wow. See how that happened? Full circle. See how that happened? I had a dream two weeks ago that I was getting attacked by a cougar, and I woke up kicking so hard that I kicked the covers off of the bed. Wow. It was attacking me at my feet. <laughs> That's wow! Awesome. I, that was the be, cougar's could, name Matt? Your chat? Take, take that a number of different ways. It I was guess. Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Fifty-four-year-old Rhonda. Hey yo! She still got it going on. Where's that leopard print? <laughs> Scratch your eyes out. <laughs> I mean, as far as cougar attacks go, you could have it worse. They this, could come from behind and no, this get a, you on the neck. This, this is a real of, mountain lion. This moment yeah, of levity you'd hope brought so. to you by Pliny. <laughs> yeah, this is the case where it was better that it was an actual mountain lion. <laughs> anyway. Not Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was moving so fast. It's like, what's the name? What's the name? What's the right name for a cougar? Because I didn't go into that uh, description knowing that I was going to give you a joke. No, it's good. And that's why they call you Whiskers. You're nimble. <laughs> <laughs> any other... Because of the mountain lion, right? Yeah. Whiskers. Any other feline-related humor? <laughs> All right, back to our mutual friend, Chat. He asked me a great question about talking about Shane's birthday, and this. I told him the story, and he's like, oh, how, how does that one compare to, to other birthdays? Uh, have there been other moments like that or... How's this compared to other birthdays he that he's had that you've experienced? And that's a good question. If we were better podcasters and friends, we would have asked you that. Well, it's a great question. And also I was like instantly I'm like, well shit, I gotta start writing this stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> and you reminded me of that the question that Matt asked because uh Jeff, you're you're talking about your wife and her dreams. Like, are you guys writing that stuff down? Like making a little like a dream, dream journal, journal or that's a thing. My wife, uh, she writes a lot of stuff down. It's possible because I, I don't because I don't remember anything. Yeah. Well, that might be the mm. reason I should write it down, but continue. It is ama- amazing though, how you, you do forget and then it, it can come back to you certain things. I mean, this, this one's going to stick in there, but this one would also be worth writing down yeah. for sure. I'm, I'm not mm. a good journaler, um, but it's one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, I should just put pen to paper. It's like, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night thinking of the most amazing melody for a song. Like, oh, I'll definitely remember this. Mm. You never do. Mm. You never do. I'll take your word for it. I'm not a musician. No, well, this is just a stand-in for anything that you should be writing down, I Jeff. I know, I know. But I do have a soundbite that the question it raises ties in a little bit, but it's, 
also slightly off topic and related to something I mentioned in my what are you consuming from an episode or two ago, which was the murder amongst the Mormons uh, miniseries on Netflix. Have you guys heard heard of that? Besides me mentioning it. Uh, But I like the alliteration. Yeah, always appreciate that. I do remember you saying that. We here at Bros, Bibles, and Beer appreciate a good alliteration. Murder of the Mormon the Mercenaries. Oh, yes, I, I have. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I have it come across it. Murder in the midst of the Mormons? Come on. It's they, amongst or among the Mormons? Anyways, the Mormons? I'm not sure. Anyways. If they were down south, get rid of the A. Murder Mung. By the way, any you got my YouTube. Any chance you guys like screwing around with my YouTube TV, signing out? I had to like... Totally sign back in. Really want to just throw you under the bus here. No. Okay. No. I have no idea what's going on. I mean, I'm- But I'm I, d- lo- I do hope you're enjoying my HBO subscription, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, two can play this game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the uh, difference in annual I guarantee fees, you, but- <laughs> your, your suggestions are going to change because my kids keep watching like all the singing shows. Mass singer, mass dancer. Oh my dancer. god! You see what I'm watching? I can't give. Oh my you, god! I can't say this for certain, <laughs> but I will say that uh, there are probably times when your service required automatically signs you out, even though you've like been signed in forever. Yeah, it and, just happened to me at Starbucks and today. It require, and it requires you to sign back in. That uh, maybe there's a security breach. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So check your bank account. Use different passwords. Change your passwords every six months. That yeah. is your PSA for the week. Yeah, passphrases are more secure. It's true. Passphrases. Oh, okay. oh, right. All right. Things like God. The toast is good is harder to break than. Uh, That's a long one. The toast is good is harder to break might not fit in the character but requirements. The uh, yeah, but maybe. This is toast. The toast is okay. It says yeah. Yeah, uh, but but the idea is uh, yeah whatever. That's harder to crack than a bunch of random, than purely random numbers and letters. That is actually, I'm going to use this word that Jeff makes fun of me. That is actually interesting. Yeah. It's weird. And useful information that you only get here. And the co- the most common passwords are still. Password. QWERTY. Uh, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's still the same ones. Admin. For 20 years. Admin. Yeah, it wasn't one of the email breaches. <laughs> Admin and password is root. <laughs> the password yeah. <laughs> wasn't there a breach under Hillary Clinton? Like one of somebody, there was a breach and it was actually just like pass, password one, two, three or something like that. Yeah, it was they the default, the, probably the default yeah. password. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're dumb. Yeah. Yep. Humans are dumb. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. Dude. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that. And um, thanks for rolling with that because that's that's heavy, and we yeah. didn't plan for it. And uh, I know sometimes we like to gather our thoughts. I know, and we can still talk about Rarely. it. I mean this this soundbite might might add more uh, fuel co- to the fire. conversational fuel to the fire. You got a soundbite? I do from Murder Amongst the Mormons. It's only three episodes. All right. I think it's done. It's on HBO? Netflix. Mer- uh, and How so, long are the episodes? An hour. I might be able to fit that in tonight. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> will. All of them. It is a, That's what I'm talking about. It's a great story. It's a true story, and it mixes 
actual interviews with people, except for the ones that died. Spoiler alert. Uh, well, you see some of them from the past. So old, old footage, new interviews mixed with a little bit of dramatic acting. That's kind of the new docu style going around. Um, but it's a great story. It's worth your time. And since I have a heart out and if you guys are still going when I missed that, uh, but is it worth your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> your mouth deserves this. As far back as I can remember, I have liked to impress. So, sorry, more setup. This guy you're hearing, he is speaking, I believe, from prison. So, mild spoilers. Uh, don't worry about it. It's still worth your time. Okay. This guy is uh, talking from prison, and he he planted pipe bombs. Oh. Killed a couple people. Uh, almost killed himself. Uh, and he's somebody that does forgeries and he forged some early Mormon documents that would have uh, damaged people's faith, shall we say, in the uh, Mormon church or exposed certain wow. things. Mm, wow. And so he was selling these, he was selling these early Mormon letters uh, to collectors and making a lot of money and also sort of getting behind and getting into trouble and needing more money and having to come up with new schemes. And this clip is like, he learned how to forge or doctor coins when he was 14. By the time he was 14, he had sent some coins in to the U S treasury treasury and they send them back as these are authentic. Wow. And so he just is this dude with weird nerd, nerd skills to do that sort of thing. And, um, Eventually, the Mormon church was trying to buy documents and he was trying to make a bunch of money, but then somebody discovered maybe all is not well under the hood. And so things got desperate and now he's in jail. God put me on this earth for one reason and one reason only. (laughs) Make fake stuff. (laughs) As far back as I can remember, I have liked to impress people through my deceptions. Fooling people uh, gave me a sense of power and superiority. When I was about uh, 12 years old, I began collecting coins. Soon afterwards, I figured out some crude ways to fool other collectors by altering coins to make them appear more desirable. By the time I was 14, I had developed a, a forgery technique which I felt was undetectable. There's probably some dramatization (laughs) words on the screen. Showing coins. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it ended up going to the Treasury Department where it was pronounced genuine. In my view, uh, if the Treasury Department pronounces it genuine, then it is genuine by definition. (laughs) It's not so much what is genuine and what isn't as what people believe is genuine. Marks had something that give everyone pause because essentially he said if something seems to be true and becomes accepted as true it becomes true does that mean we're all living lies (laughs) oh that's a great quote sadly i got lost 
by the guy doing your dog voice. <laughs> <laughs> Which for the listener, this is this is every voice that Zach uses for dogs to describe how dogs would be talking. Inner talk, monologues. It talks like this. It's a little bit of Brian Regan, but <laughs> yeah. I would like to go and be with you That's today, true. master. Wait, don't leave me at the go house. The You've been gone forever. Imagine a dog having an existential crisis. Are we all just living lies? <laughs> What's happening? What is truth? Is truth what I believe? <laughs> uh, really good questions. Yeah, that guy's that guy's voice. This is when he's old, and you see video clips and hear sound bites of him when he's younger. This happened in the mid '80s, early '80s, so a while ago, and his voice is like definitely not that. I'm like, what happened to your voice? What kind of surgery took yeah. place? Either way, whatever. Anyways, you clearly before the end of that, you perked up, Andy. You were like, oh. Yeah. Like if something is declared true, like it is true. Well, it was more like, oh. Or if we think it's true. That's Zach's dog voice. <laughs> <laughs> Eureka. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that part was that part was weird when he said that. He's like, "Well, if they say it's true, then it is true." Um, it's for true. His, his purposes. It it was. He did kind of walk it back a little bit, right? It, yeah. it, if the market, the market's always right. If people are willing to pay me for these <laughs> fake documents, you know, <laughs> they're real. But it it, it reminded me we, when we were watching that, Lisa and I, I'm like, ah, oh, it it is kind of a it. There is a sort of a tie in to this when people have these moments of just transcendental like breakthrough of where God's speaking to them or they they feel like they really heard from God it's like because I've heard stories where instantly I'm like you didn't hear from God like I, where I don't tell them that but I'm like right. I, I'm glad you feel great about this I don't think that's God and I can give you like four different reasons <laughs> maybe five is that in your head or do you actually tell them? No, that? it's in my, it's in my head. I let them have the moment. And, and so, but, but in a way it's like, what does it matter? They're on their own journey. It, it might be from God. I have to allow for that. And also like whether or not it's directly from God, if it causes them to live in a better way, like. Are there things that are not of God that can bring you closer to God? Yes. Oh, yeah. But nothing is not, you could just, you could quibble and say, well, everything is from God at some point. Mm, well, probably not. <laughs> at some point we got to separate God from just stuff. <laughs> I guess tragedy yeah. is probably what we tend to point to, right? Like we can, we can imagine that tragedy is something that exists outside of God's will and, and there are there are forms of tragedy that can bring us closer to God. Yeah, and he, he, the Mormons in the, this particular instance. I mean, how many Mormons have you met that are just incredible people? Most and, of them. And, and, yeah. And, and and that what whatever is true or not true, and I I think there's a lot of truth in any worldview. There is definitely. It's not, no worldview is 100% fantastical, no matter how weird. There's always some sort of truth that is the hook um, that people identify with. But even if something is mostly false, but it's make, let's just say for the Mormons, there's there's some weird stuff like behind the scenes for all that. 
but amongst that is creating families that are pretty cool and pretty nice and want to do good things in the world. So, yeah, I th- and I think for, for it's this, bearing good fruit. Yeah, for this guy, I mean, it's tough to say that he's a Mormon, um, just because I mean, he's doing a lot of crappy stuff. So I mean, I'd, I'd put him outside of being. Yeah, a I'm Mormon. not talking about him yeah. specifically, but um, yeah, even there, um, yeah, there there are many things that produce, to say roughly speaking, good fruit. Um, but when we have the uh, idea that God is real and He's spoken to us and He's given us, He's given he, He's He's revealed Himself to us, and there there's truth in that, and so things that are outside of that truth, whether it whether it bears good fruit in our eyes, it is it, it could be worse because we we then we'd kind of dismiss the the false beliefs about God so that that could be even worse, even though it humanly speaking, it looks good. Mm. Yeah. Wrong ideas about God are bad. Maybe a version of that is is (laughs) that like sometimes uh, mixing a little bit of truth with a lie makes the lie more powerful. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and uh, another, another saying in regards to that is, is that you have like you you have to have a little bit of truth in the lie for for it to be believable. Like, there's got to be something that that can be falsifiable and something you can prove it makes makes people trust you more. Yeah, yeah, or at least true to their something that resonates with their intuition. Yeah, whatever that is. So even if it's not true, it 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 hits close to somebody's intuition, and so it's there's a hook. Yeah. To grab onto for sure. I think there's a little wiggle room. Like I'm, I would just maybe phrase it differently. Maybe we're nit picking the nits, but, uh, th- I think the, in first John where, where there's love, there's God and, and love being kind of the priority faith, hope, love, like you could have all the right things in order mm-hmm. about God, but if you don't have love it's rubbish that to me, that's why did a little, you say that first then? Why didn't you put it first? <laughs> yeah, why is love faith and love? <laughs> love, faith, and hope. Yeah, faith, hope, love. The greatest of these is love. But it's not first. Sorry, the dog. The speaking dog again. reads. But the dog reads. This is a dog that has existential crises. Yeah. Well, and this is an important part about you know uh, love and what love is, and if you if you start separating love from the biblical definition of love, then that's not the love that John is talking about. The thing that question that came to mind when you played that clip was the guy who was saying that like he more or less, he got off on deceiving people, right? Like that was, that was his, that was his drug of choice, so to speak. And the question I have for you guys is, do what you- do you get off on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you remember the last time that you were really deceived, whether it was a circumstance or a person? Oh, let me go through the memory banks here. Well, I have a, I have a default of, of not trusting 
people. And so like, even going back to like, Oh, I heard, I heard from God, God spoke to me. My, even though I, I do think I, well, I know that God speaks to people, uh, but my default is, yeah, just not, read your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. My, my <laughs> default is no, I, I don't, um, believe anybody. I don't, I don't believe you. That's my default. So you've never actually been deceived is what you're saying? Oh, I probably have. Uh, I'm just saying that that's probably why I have this. He default. doesn't even know. <laughs> I don't believe you. Protection mechanism. I don't yeah. believe you deceive me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. can't because I don't believe you. I don't care what you're about to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turned it around uh, on you. Paradise. Oh, wow. First dates are tough for your, the person you're oh, going God. on a date with, right, Scott? Oh. Yeah, just... She's like, I really like you, you bullshit. Yeah, if they're wearing a lot of makeup, <laughs> deceive her. <laughs> Take your makeup off. Just, just know... I would love... That, that, like, that would be the Oh, your makeup-free kind date. of guy? Well, no, just as the for like... Oh, you should just, date Elliot Page then. Oh, good oh. grief. Mm. So, right. but do you guys, <laughs> can you guys remember any, can you remember uh, a time in recent memory where you were like, man, yeah, I, I, I was deceived. I got fooled. Well, Yeeks. just to provide, I'm, I'm also still thinking about that, but just to provide counterbalance, I guarantee you, you're the person you're dating on the first date, like they're thinking, oh, vertical stripes, huh? I see what you're doing. Deception. Deception. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that, vertical but that's my stripes. standard. Then that, that might not be their standard. So I'm okay with it. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I can't. I mean, like I shared last time, like I watched imposters and I saw like, I am. You feel like you are the deceiver? I am the deceiver. Oh, man. I, I mean, not in a hardcore way these days, but even my, um, you know, going through um, uh, stuff with my sister over this past year with my mom's death, um, she believes that I'm deceiving her. And, and I, I mean, I know she would ne she never listen to this podcast, but... I love my sister to death. She doesn't believe that. And I, um, and she believes that I'm trying to deceive her, but and I don't know if it's how we grew up or what happened, but yeah, my, my, uh, my mom was amazing, but she had some insecurities and so she would make herself, she didn't need to because she had a great personality, but she would create stories that made her larger than life. Mm. And I, and I, I probably, I pro when I said probably, I adopted some of those strategies, I'll call them because I saw how they worked for her. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and my sister, my sister, she knew that. I mean, I know that. My dad knew that. But the bottom line was, I, I, you know, my sister looked at me like, you're deceiving me. And I'm like, oh, man, I know where that's coming from. I'm not. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, man, I, I don't get, and I'm kind of like, Scott, I'm like, I don't trust you. But the problem is, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, I don't, I don't trust people because I, I'm, I don't trust myself. You're right. Like, I'm like, what are they trying to? What are they trying to get over? What are they trying to get over on me? 
make a What are they change? trying to do? How are they trying <laughs> to fake me out? What are they no not telling me? So you know, and I, I kind of have that that thought about me too. Like I'm, I try it's, to. Be you know careful. what? It's a great insecurity. Yeah. For me, I know I have immense insecurities of not showing up, and so um, mm. I, I being deceived would be horrible. I can't actually remember ever being deceived in the last couple of decades uh, just hasn't happened. Uh, There's one that sticks out in my mind and it was when uh, years ago, more than 10 years ago when I had a, a small business and this is right after the like uh, economy collapse and housing market crash and stuff. And, and some of my biggest clients like folded, they just went mm-hmm. under and it's like, whoa. 20 odd nine? Yeah, right around there, 2010. Yeah, 20 odd nine. 20 odd nine. 2010. Shawshank Redemption or something. And and I lost, and like two thirds of my income, like within a month, was gone because these clients wow. were just like under. They went, they went down. Your bank account deceived you? So you're scrambling, right? <laughs> like you're just scrambling to do what you can to try to hustle for stuff because prostitution the, yes yeah, it's rough as a Lone as shark. a man, as a young man in south Orange county not Thank a lot of people are into that you have what? to go up to hollywood yeah well you could go to laguna anyway <laughs> so uh i i ended up doing a uh, like a business partnership with a guy that um oh, i think man. if times would have been better like i would have been a little slower to to, to get into that situation with him mm. or vetted a little bit more if i've been a little more wise and um, genuine long story short, it ended up being uh, not a good situation. And he was he was very deceitful in many ways in the business partnership. And it was an eye-opening experience for me. And there were times where I felt dumb. There were times where I was really angry too at this person and realizing like I should have known better. And there was part of me and and I think a lot of us have this inside, whether it is the Holy Spirit at times, or it's just like, it's your experience that's like knocking on you and going like, hey, something's not right here. And I was younger at the time and and I wasn't as good at like paying attention to that. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I've I've gotten better at listening to that. I'm like, something's not right about that person. I can tell. I can tell that there's, there's something off. And, uh, and that's the kind of person that would pour beer into gin cubes. (laughs) (laughs) Undeserving. (laughs) Keep your distance. Uh, but, but I think, um, when when I hear that, that story, I'm kind of, I'm curious because those evoked some of those emotions in me of remembering like, oh gosh, all of those feelings of you're, you got deceived. You feel somewhat guilty because you put, feel like you, somehow got yourself into a situation where you felt like you needed to try to believe this person. Right. Where if things were better, maybe, maybe you'd been like, nah, I don't need this. It's fine. So you're seeing what you want to see a little bit. Oh God, that's a killer. You know? Um, so that's, that's what prompted me to ask you guys that kind of question where it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's less about, maybe it's less about deceiving and maybe it's more just misjudging the person. This person was very, being very deceptive. Deceitful, deceptful, deceptful. That too. They all yeah. just that. They decepted yeah. me. Yeah, they were Decepticon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an actual robot turned out to be a robot, which was <laughs> the ultimate deception. 
I thought he was a human being. <laughs> Turns out he wasn't. It's Mark Zuckerberg. It was Mark Zuckerberg. I could have had a part of this. That guy might be a lizard. I've watched clips of that guy <laughs> also, trying to drink water. Licking his eyeball. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what lizards do. Uh, you know, ball the, lickers. The very, <laughs> the very end you, of that clip. I said that just right. In the very, <laughs> the very end of that clip, the guy says, the older gentleman says, are we all just living a lie? <laughs> And I think he's speaking for like we're making up Mormon? our own Mormons. Truth. Is he a Mormon? Oh. oh, and so th- this, oh, like this whole journey of watching this guy and like also the documents that were introduced. Um, meaning he's taking into question now what he has believed up until this point were legitimate documents that were the foundational elements of the Mormon Church. Yes, and. Uh, but that question is kind of a universal question. I, I think in some ways, yes, we're, we are all living a lie and there can, all, Liar. there can actually be some comfort in that to like let yourself off the hook for being correct all the time because uh, to beat a horse that's been dead for a while now, that's kind of the deception for me, my deception story. And we won't get into all that is kind of related to this Mormon guy, like being like, wait a second, are we all just believing a lie? When, when I, I had this structure of like, my faith is basically built around my understanding of the Bible. And that is what the Bible is. And it was a very unhealthy house of cards that when a a couple of the bottom things started to go, that's when you you feel deceived. Like, Oh, everything I've learned from my, all the pastors, they were all lying to me. Like, this is not true. I I would not say this, but, that's what you feel in the moment. And then the, everything comes crumbling down. It's very sad. And so that, uh, that, that question, like that guy, I, I don't know. I think he's being a little dramatic. I don't know where he, I, I think he's still a Mormon, but it's a serious question when you come up against these things and you realize a lot of the things that you were basing things on that sh- you shouldn't have been basing your belief on that thing. And that gets taken away. Ooh, man. Whoa, mama. Who's yeah. that? How many what pe- college announcer? Whoa, mama. Whoa, <laughs> many- Nelly. Come on, help me. Who, Keith Jackson. That? Keith Jackson, thank you. Watch a lot, lot of Cornhusker Sooners college football games with man. Keith Jackson. Right Whoa, now. Nelly. He's hanging out with St. Peter right now. He's yeah. going, uh, whoa, Nelly. I, I got to think that many people including myself, when I think about it, you go down this path of like, well, if this isn't true, then if you keep going, then that's not true. Like this, none of this is true. Like it's all a facade and I don't know, there, there's something, there's something there. Yeah. But just to be, just for the, for the Mormon, I mean, I, I guess it's like, okay, whatever this guy forged. Yeah. You take those documents into question. It doesn't necessarily mean, that that all the other stuff is false. Good, good night, Zach. Yeah, that's a good point. Like it's we we're never living in. Love you all. Here's my heart out though. I got a really hard out. <laughs> Bye, Zach. Thanks Bye, for Zach. sharing. We're never. It's never a complete deception. It's never a complete lie. Right. Because we know. Well, that's what we don't. No, no, some, no. Some things we but don't. But something you know. in us is like, man. I don't know. Well, no, it comes back to the original 
the earlier comment, which was the, the truth mixed with the lie, right? So there will be some truth that will be an aspect of that. Like we can see that, take the Mormon religion, for example, while we don't believe that uh, in its ultimate accuracy, there are still parts of it that we fully agree with. And there's, there are truths in there that exist. Right. Right. Now it it could, it could lead you to say, okay, well, if the Mormon leadership took these documents to be authentic, if they they examined them, well, what does that say about the Mormon leadership and their ability to uh, assess these types of documents? Um, And we, you know, we can look at some of the, the pseudepigrapha um, in the Bible, like the gospel of Thomas and, uh, yeah. things like that. Um, and so like, just because did you say pseudopigrapha? Yeah. The pseudopigrapha is like a, pseudo is fake. Yeah. Like it's the books in the Bible that didn't make it to the final. Okay. Version. Yeah. Gotcha. So it'd be like, Thank you. it'd be like false attestation. Cause I know I'm yeah, not the only person like that. that's like, wait, what? That's the one where like Jesus was turning birds into clay. Yeah. That's like the gospel of Thomas. Uh, it's like that. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, twilight zone episode do you remember this where the kid has like ultimate All power, the power yeah. and, the, and, and everyone in the town is super nice to the kid they're like hey billy oh, yeah hey billy so good they to don't see want him to do bad things do you yeah. want to have ice cream please don't kill my family billy there there is a story in in one of those um in one of those pseudepigraphas um where jesus gets mad at a kid and kills him yeah it turns and, out and then brings him back to life he's <laughs> like whoa i told you about this tommy you <laughs> and cheat one more time at Foursquare, I'll kill you again. I'll bring you back to life, but I'll kill you. Yeah. Uh, but but just for for Christianity, just because there are false writings doesn't mean that all the other writings mm-hmm. are are false. Like it doesn't like one doesn't necessarily lead to the other. Don't throw the baby out of the bathwater. Um now it could it could lead you down the path of okay, well, we need to maybe examine these more more carefully. Um, examine all the other writings that that have been accepted. Um, examine those more carefully. I'm sure. Yeah, um, I think from a deconstructionist point, if we take if we take the Zach's example, right? Um, there's value in deconstructing your faith, and in the same breath, there's there's value in recognizing the pieces that are true and accurate while you're in the midst of doing that. Right. Deconstructing your faith does not mean demolishing like, right. And I, your faith, I think, I I think the, one of the things you've got to be careful about is, are you, are you deconstructing what someone is saying about the Bible? Yeah. Right. Or the Bible itself. And then at some point, like you, you're, 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 you, you run into a problem with, with how someone has interpreted things and then you, you equivocate how they interpret it with the Bible itself. Yeah. And that becomes problematic. <laughs> so then you like, they were wrong. Then the, therefore the Bible is wrong. It's like, well, no, they're two different things. It's actually, yeah, there's like three pieces to this equation. It's, it's, uh, what, what someone else is saying about it what the, what it, the Bible actually says. And then you're, you're in this equation as well as how are you interpreting those other two? How are you, how are yeah. you receiving and engaging with what someone told you? So Jeff, how did you receive Matt Chamberlain's latest podcast? And, and 
you know, the, leaving error in all in, in those areas where maybe it was said accurately and you received it wrong. And, yeah. and you started building your faith on a misinterpretation. That you happens. said this and I thought, yeah. it, I thought they said X, I thought they meant Y. And now all of a sudden I'm constructing my faith because I, I didn't understand. Yeah. And I got to go and listen to Matt Chamberlain. I, don't, I mean, I don't know who Matt is, but I don't know. Is he a basketball, like basketball a player? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that the village church guy? That's Matt Chandler. Oh, Chandler. Chandler. Chamberlain is the drummer. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. For yeah, it's, it's partial, partial lie with the truth, it's yeah. okay. For the band, the Village People. For the Village People, he yeah. was cl- yeah. That's why it's so close. Yeah. If you blink, you miss it. Yeah, and and then um, also, um, in the the deconstruction realm, um, I I think it happens um, is when when you hear uh, someone say. Oh, this group believes this. So, like they'll say, like evangelicals. Mm-hmm. This is what they say. This is what they believe. And then you're like, oh, I'm an evangelical. Um. So then you retroactively uh, uh, combine what that what that like let's say that doctrine is. You retroactively combine that into your doctrine, even though you've never you never even believe that in the first place are you the deconstructionist right now well i've i've listened no no i just mean like yeah. well, who's the you in this oh I, uh, I don't you, you as uh you as yeah as the as the person that who's um Seeking to being de- confronted with things that are leading them towards deconstruction so they'll hear they'll hear something um like oh uh, they say that the bible is perfect and then, and then, so you'll. In the moment that you encounter something that feels like, oh wait, maybe it's not perfect. Now that yeah raises the question: Is any can I believe anything? Yeah, and but then you retroactively say you retroactively import that into your doctrine. Oh yeah, the Bible. I, I, the Bible's not perfect. Why did I think that? But you never even thought that in the first place. Like no one thinks the Bible is quote unquote perfect. Like like what? I don't even know what that would even mean. But like. Um, like from all the manuscripts that we have, do we say that it's perfect? I, I don't know. But but we import we import not only the word, but then additional definition onto that word, as if that's what we believe the whole time. So now we're even deconstructing things we didn't even believe, but we retroactively combine that into our doctrine. I, th- I think I think yeah. that happens too. I I because I, I I've I've encountered that like where Zach has said something and I'm like. I'm like trying to I'm like I'm like fight like I'm well like my first reaction is like to fight against it, but I'm like no, I didn't even believe that in the first place. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's just we we got to just be careful. First of all, we got to not come to conclusions right like right away. We just got to be just relax. It's okay. Just just investigate. You know, you don't you don't have to change your mind in an instant. Well, I think. In in my experience with people, there's been a few different there's a few different variations of how how folks that I have known have engaged in 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 this general like topic and, and I think it's a little bit more broad. There is there is the person who's jaded and hurt and they will use the term or the action of deconstruction as a way to convince themselves that they don't have faith anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So that is, that's used as a tool and, and there's a lot of pain there. Right. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not saying this as a judgment. This is like, this is my intention of, of sharing an observation. It's just a barrier. This is an observation. A to cover something up until they kind of figure things out. It's then less. Then they'll pull it off. No, it's actually less that it's more like, um, this is a means to an end. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to use this to get out of um. my faith. So I'm I because I've been hurt. Goat. It is a little bit. It's like it's my tool. It's my bridge to to exit the faith, so to speak, and so and and to feel better about it because I can deconstruct this. The bridge to anti terabithia, and then <laughs> relevant and timely. Uh, and then and then there's there's like a very there's a very positive version of it too, which is I've encountered some some challenges to my faith, and I'm recognizing that like I didn't. I didn't, uh, <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm, I don't want to say the term, but do the work. <laughs> I didn't do the work to, uh, pass. to really like own and build the foundations of my faith and know why I believe what I believe. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And, and I think that's a lot of people. And so yeah. when encountering, when encountering these kinds of questions, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I've kind of been floating in, or I've been, I've been just in cruise control for a while and just receiving things. And then there's the last version that I think, and so deconstruction in that, in that way is like, I need to go back and examine this and, and know why I believe the things that I do believe. And in that process, I may find some things that I'm like, mm, oh, wait a minute. I don't know right. about that, right? Like, yeah, but you, I love that. Yeah. Your default would be like a tweak. Like you're like, Oh, that needs to be tweaked a little bit. Not like, Oh, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, we're not burning down the house <laughs> right. to, to. Yeah, right. I love so, the. I love the your uh, the thought process of why do I believe? What do I? Why do I believe what I believe? And yeah. going through that process, like why do I believe this in the first place? And yeah. kind of get into the crux of it all, making meaning of it. Yeah. yeah, and I think the first version that most of us encounter is that like. When we reach a certain age, for me, this was like probably right around the beginning of high school is when you're starting to make that move where you are are stepping away from what I describe as like your inherited faith, the faith that you've just kind of like got through osmosis of being around your parents. If you grew up in a, in a Christian home or, you know, or had had some level of like automatic input into your life that yeah. you didn't really have any uh, will against or for, right? So if you grew up in the church, chances are you're going to have some level of faith to a certain point in your life. And then you're going to realize like, wait a second, it's time for me to now like make this thing my own. And it's yeah. not a deconstruction. So to more, it's more like, okay, now I'm going to start building like, the second story onto the house. If we're going to use this metaphor for some, yeah. it's a rebellion. It well, if some, it is a rebellion. Yeah. It could be, I mean, that could be the point where they choose. They're, they're not going to construct their faith more. They're going to be like, well, I'm done. I mean, now that Zach's gone, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is the time. This is uh, the time. To Scott, say. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Know, well, I'll, I'll accept I'll, that as a, yeah, I'll, I'll go for it. I'll go for it. And Zach will hear this and he could suck it. Zach, he, he Zach it doesn't listen to our podcast anyway. None of us do. Uh, I definitely don't. I listen to everyone. Um, sometimes. <laughs> and I have notes on each of you. 
<laughs> a folder. Oh, sorry, Gavin Newsom is in the house. <laughs> Jeffrey, I noticed last episode that you've really taken too much. No. Well, and that's probably a thing with uh, the the parents and maybe the youth youth leaders is youth. is not maybe in some in some instances not explaining that to the youngins that hey just because you're here doesn't mean you're a Christian just because your parents believe doesn't mean you believe uh you've got to you've got to have your own faith yeah like that that's something that you have to explore you, on your own or you do and it's it's in its infancy and yeah. that's and like that's okay you've received this like you've received you've inherited this faith and it's in its infancy and now's the time like many other areas of your life, you begin to mature yeah. and part of maturity is taking responsibility and ownership for your life. And so why would that not also be true for <laughs> right. your faith? For the most important for thing. For the most important thing, for the things that you believe. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, we, we are maturing in our minds and in our, in our emotions of like being able to now kind of grasp these larger concepts. We went from like, I care about baseball cards and cartoons to, Maybe there's a little bit more than that, and I'm more capable now at that yeah. stage. So, uh, uh, it's been helpful for me to think about it in those different stages as I engage with people who kind of like, like I described before, of like almost wear this. There's there's a group of people who seem to wear deconstruction as a badge of honor. Oh yeah, and um, it, but but to the point that they want to stay in that stage of deconstruction. And that's the thing that I think is, it's called a millennial. Well, I think that's the lie. <laughs> like, I think, I think that's the lie. I think that's the missed part of it. Deconstruction can be healthy. You want to deconstruct the things that aren't, that aren't really accurate and true. Well, yeah, like we, we, um, I don't know when it was, we had a, a, a guy on who calls himself a pastor, uses Jesus, uses quotes the Bible often and, and he said something about, I think it was about the resurrection, like something about how Jesus didn't um, have to rise from the dead. And I was like, I said, so like, well, why, why do you do need Jesus? Well, yeah. Why do, why do you call yourself a Christian? And he goes, I, I don't call myself a Christian. I'm like, well, why do you, why, why are you calling yourself a pastor? Like, that's an obvious, like, that's a almost exclusively like co-opting the faith, right? <laughs> yeah. Why are you using Jesus? Like, if, you, if you're not a Christian, Get a, get as far away from it as you can. Why why keep tying your hitching your uh, rope to the <clears throat> Christian post, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> dude? That's interesting. <laughs> uh, for for whatever reason, it reminded me this of this thing that we do in like software development when we're creating websites or app apps and and things like that. Um, there, there's this term that I use a lot of times when I'll see something. I'm like, wow, that looks really nice. And the moment that you try to use it, you're like, oh God, what, how do I even get to things? And the, the term that I use is, uh, this has the impression of usefulness. Yeah. <laughs> like well, you, you, you're like, like, this seems like it's good. You might even call it deception. <laughs> and the moment that you start to engage with it, you're like, wait, nothing even works. I can't find anything. Yeah. What is this? More thing? than three clicks? No, no, get rid of it. <laughs> but that's, that's what, to that point, like that guy's yeah. giving, he's uh, giving the impression of Christianity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And there's, there was probably some truth in there. Well, and, and that's like the thing. Was. And he, he, he might even go, well, I, I, because I follow the teachings of Christ, therefore I'm a Christian. It's like, well, 
that's not really how it works. I mean, if you say if you if you say I'll oh love your neighbor, that doesn't make you a Christian. Yeah. Right? There's a specific definition that that he's co-opting. Yeah. That's interesting. Um well yeah, boys. plus if you're a Christian, the phone rings. <laughs> and you don't answer it. <laughs> well, if you're Zach, I kept you're like, thinking about I'm gonna wait until he calls back. <laughs> I kept thinking about those scenes from the Matrix when they had to like pick, yes. up, pick up the phone to get uh, out yes. of the Matrix every single time you were. I wasn't thinking that. about that, but yeah, that is yeah. so like, good. Oh, got to pick up the phone, get out of there, quick, hurry up! It's always come down to like the last second. Maybe, oh, maybe Zach's like, you know what? Not picking up. I'm gonna fight that battle. Yeah, Mister Anderson. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear that? That is the sound of inevitability. <laughs> You're a virus. It's the smell. You <laughs> can't stand the smell. Um, this was good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Zach, if you listen all the way to the end, then you'll have to mention something on the next podcast so we'll know that you listened all the way to the end. Yep. Oh, what are you guys consuming? Real quick. That's what I was going to get to. Oh, fantastic. Sure, Since I'll go American. first. All right. No, Scott, what are you consuming? Um, so I, okay, I watched, uh, the mummy with, um, <laughs> with Brandon. No, yes, no, yes, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. It, it was with Tom Cruise. What? Uh, the new, it's in the newer one with Tom Cruise. What? I'm fairly certain that's sacrilegious. The mummy. Yeah. The mummy with Tom Cruise. Um, I thought it was pretty bad. It's probably his worst movie. Whoa. Sh- nobody's ever even heard shocker. of Tom Cruise and the mummy. Yeah. It was. Wow. I mean, it was bad for a mummy movie. (laughs) (laughs) How bad was it? Dude, it was... Oh, man. That's that's two hours of your life you're not going to get back. No. And $3.99. Oh, you paid for it. What were you thinking, man? You should have known better. Tom Cruise. Dude, you could have got a Del Taco combo for that. That sounds good. Do you want to go to... I sure do. Uh, that's the, that's <laughs> the most recent time you were deceived. There it is. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. my friend, were deceived. Although you were a willing participant in your deception, your own deception. I was. I had to even click a button. So you're not even really being deceived. You're like, yeah, I'm going to just go in for it. it might not, yeah. It might get me. It was terrible. That's anyway, what? that's been thinking about reading books again. I started the year that's off the great. That's thought that counts. started the year off great. I read like th- four books, I think. In January. Who in January? And wow. then um, maybe like end of December, end of, in, in January. Um, and then nothing. Nothing after that. Just zero. Goose egg. I don't know. What's wrong with me? Do you uh, only nonfiction or do you mix fiction in there too? No, I only do um, nonfiction. Hmm. I've thought about mixing in some fiction. Um, I just don't know what that would be. Best fiction book I've read in the last 20 years, Stephen King's It. Hmm. And I don't like scary stuff. I don't like horror stuff. The only Stephen King novel it I ever read was, was Needful Things. It was great. Really? It hmm. was great. Fantastic. Like 1,100 page, page turner. Oh. Like, I'm, I that made- would take me a couple years. No, I made my way through it and- um, Two weekends. Wow. I was like plowing through it. I'm I don't, a slow reader. Those. I tend to be a slow reader and this thing was like, it was fine. So if you, if you need, a, I would recommend a fiction book. That would be the one. Mm. 
Um, Jeffrey, besides your phone right now, what are you consuming? Well, I've been consuming something with my wife and my girls. Uh, well, Tanya's been consuming it with the girls. Uh, this TV show, but I cannot remember what the heck it is called. I actually just sent her a message. I'm like, what's the show we've been watching? And it, it's some of it's Imposter? not. Some of it's not appropriate, and we just kind of fast forward it. Um, but it's it's with three it's with three ladies who are always they like they they knock off like a bank or a uh, and one of the wives is a one of the wives' husbands is a cop and mm. it's a, it's a it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun. It's a fun show, and it's also a little bit uh, impostery. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, I kind of like, kind of like this uh, this show that she's watching. And she looks at me as we're watching one of the episodes, and she's like, "We could do this." I'm like, "Do what?" She's like, "We could knock off a bank." I'm like, "Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> It's not so bad. Cut to the opening scene of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like Dog Day Afternoon or something. Uh, anyway, my, she's like nonstop into watching this. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm watching another episode. And so I really don't have a choice. Mm. So I'll mm. have to wait until after she goes to sleep tonight to watch <laughs> Scott or Scott Sachs Mormon show. I'll knock those three episodes out. Well, Scott, thanks for the COVID-21. You caught my... Uh, you caught my. It didn't take long for it to pass. Sense, it's. So. I mean, there's at least six feet in between you. Yeah. Right, but Which, this one you have to have nine feet. In between. Am I, am I got a, a, look? Am I got a little bit on the these new, virus? The new Gibson. Sorry, these virus uh, droplets have wings for the COVID twenty one. <laughs> they are after you, after you. Anyway, you should probably bet against the markets considering that variant. Hey, three trillion dollars more is coming. What? Do you think it's going to happen? Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. To, to round it out, let's see. The uh, <laughs> uh, financial uh, moment. I do for- find myself killing time. I've thought about deleting the YouTube app because I've, it's been Yay. like a little too. Um, it's YouTube. Well, it's just too much of like an automatic like uh, space filler, you know. So since I've been off of social media, there's a. There's oh, a, you just picked up instead of coffee, you're drinking soda now. Yeah, right. That's yeah. kind of the thing. Like the 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 alcoholic who takes up smoking yeah. <laughs> when they right. try to kick the kick the, uh, the get off the juice. Um, Smoking's next for me. So there, there's been some of that, and um, and I and so I I've, I've thought about that. Like just just delete the app, and then and then you kind of go get away from it. So I might be doing that because one of the things I've found this is a really weird phenomenon that I'm realizing and I noticed it in my kids too. Oftentimes I, and I've seen it in them, will substitute doing the thing for watching a video of someone doing the thing. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Dude, I don't think that's a good I don't think that's good. No. I I mean there's mm. something about research which is cool and it's compelling but it should inspire you to go do the thing if it's something that you care about. So for me, like many times that's like music and music production. And in the back of my head, I'm just like, Hey dude, you got a whole studio. Why don't you just go start doing some stuff? Why don't you just start Mm -hmm. making some music in there instead of watching videos about how people make music? 
The last thing that I'll say is, uh, this was super fun. On Sunday afternoon, uh, my oldest- We are going to edit that out. Yeah. My oldest- daughter, no, really. We'll edit that out. We're Don't really, worry. We'll really. edit it out. If you heard this, we really did something to get edited out. We, uh, I took her, she, she's been riding horses for 10 years and she did this thing called, um, cow sorting. And so cow sorting is where, uh, this is up in Anaheim Hills. There's two giant pens. Each pen is probably 30 yards in diameter, uh, diameter. Yeah. Not circumference, but diameter, 30 yards in diameter. And, and there's a small opening in between them. So they kind of sit side by side and you have 10 cows or in one, um, in one pen, there are two riders on horses and they work as a team. Those riders have to, they're given 60 seconds and the announcer says, okay, number five. And each, each, each cow has a, a number on it and starting with five and going in order, they have to individually get each cow out and through the, the, the opening in the pen to the other side, to the other pen. Whoa. And they have to do, and they have to get as many as they can out within 60 seconds. It's just them on their horse. Wow. In like, order. In order. So they got to so be like, manipulating. You got five and, first. Yeah. Okay, boom. I got five through. I've, I was able to like get that, that one separated from the, from the yeah. herd, pulled out and, and funneled through. And then, and by the way, the person, like one of them is kind of blocking the gate because the other ones are trying to get through. Because the moment one, another one goes through that's out of order, Mm, you're disqualified. Yeah. It doesn't count. It's fascinating. It's super fun. And, and the moment that like people, uh, are starting to get to the higher numbers, everyone, the crowd kind of like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Oh, they're good. They're going to do it. Cause it's really <laughs> yeah. hard. Like I said, there's, there's 10 cows to do 10 cows in 60 seconds is really hard. And, and once they got it, it's, it's just a trip. It'll be the same cows and they'll swap them out. Maybe, three or four times throughout the day. So they, they have to get fresh cows cause they get used to it or whatever. And then, anyway, they're like, uh, from uh, one round to the next I'm one round can be next. like same set of cows. One round can be like, Oh my gosh, they got a, they got one cow out. It just didn't work out. And the next one is just like, they just lined up. It seemed like, and just were like, mm. boom, they got through eight cows. We couldn't <laughs> believe it. So that was a, that was my Sunday. It was super fun. I'd not seen, I saw it on video. I didn't go the last time. Um, but I was really proud of my daughter. She did great. Man, her first time through that she did it, they got six cows, five wow. or six, five or six cows, which it doesn't sound like a lot, but in this in this thing, that it wasn't uncommon for people to get none or one or two. Yeah, that's mm. really good. So that's, it was yeah. it was super fun to watch. And you that. felt like awesome. you did it. And I felt like I my DNA was yeah. I was living vicariously through her. Yeah. <laughs> like my son just hit a home run yeah that's me yeah yeah it's all me you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> i got to wear my cowboy boots from nice. austin so yeah. i don't have a lot of opportunities to do that nice so i just want everybody to know uh this is the first time that something will actually be edited out of the podcast you didn't hear it but you can guess online at uh, <laughs> you know our socials on what was edited out yeah leave us a voicemail yeah at something anchor. i said you can leave us a voicemail, anchor.fm slash bbbpod. We love hearing that. Uh, you can catch us on all the socials, bros, bibles, beer. And then also, if you want to email us, brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. But here's the difference. 
if you don't want to do any of that stuff, or even if you do, tell one other person about the podcast this week. Mm. I think that's more important than anything else because uh, word of mouth is what matters the most. And so if you love this podcast and this has been helpful for you or meaningful for you, share it with one other friend and tell them to check it out. Do them a favor. (laughs) Do if you're really their friend and if you really care about them. And if you're actually a Christian, then you'll do it. (laughs) Shame and guilt. All right, boys. Have a good week. Until next time. (laughs) 